the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We aren't told what Elijah said or what he thought, but we are told that God didn't say, Elijah, it's time to work. Elijah, it's time to preach. He just said, hide. That was the command. Hide. Be secluded. And the question that we need to ask is why? Why at such a vital time in Israel's history does God take the man who stands out for him and stands up for him and says, Hi, get away from here. Why? There are times when we have a hard time understanding God's plans for us. Have you ever found yourself arguing with God and saying something like, I think things would work out better if this happened instead of what you are trying to do? Obedience is not always obvious, and it's not always easy for our egos. Elijah followed God's orders because it was the right thing to do, not because it was the easy thing to do. We're really glad you're with us today on today's broadcast of Verse by Verse. We appreciate your faithfulness to the Word of God. Our Bible teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, a great church that takes the teaching of God's truth very seriously. We're studying the life of Elijah together from the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. Grab your Bible and follow along. Now, here is Pastor Steve. There is no book of Elijah, but he is written about in 1 and 2 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 17. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 7 this morning. Now, Elijah the Tishbite who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Kareth, which is east of the Jordan, and it shall be that you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and lived by the brook Kareth, which is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he would drink from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Last time we looked at the prophet Elijah, we met a man. We didn't meet an angel. We didn't meet a spiritual superman. We met a man just like ourselves. In fact, that's what James emphasizes when he says that Elijah prayed and it didn't rain. And then he says, and Elijah prayed, and it did rain. And James wants his readers to know that Elijah is no different than them, that there is power in prayer. So he says that Elijah, a man of like passions such as we are. In other words, Elijah is a man that's who's just like us. 
many legends in, in Jewish history about Elijah, but the word of God says he's just a man. But the difference is that Elijah, while being just a man, lives on a supernatural level. He lived on a supernatural level different than most men. And the Bible introduces Elijah to us in such a dramatic, abrupt, forthright fashion that it, it indicates to us that his life was going to be like that. His ministry was going to be like that. Abrupt, dramatic, spectacular, supernatural, miraculous. That's Elijah's ministry. Elijah begins his ministry by marching out of the mountains of Gilead and into the palace of, of Ahab. And he announces that, listen, the Lord God of Israel lives, not Baal. Baal is no God. Jehovah is the God of Israel, the one true God. And there's not going to be any rain nor dew because Israel is following false gods. And that's basically Elijah's message. Very dramatic, very spectacular. With this announcement, this proclamation, Elijah is thrust into a very public and a very spectacular ministry. In the future, we're going to see him rebuke the entire nation of Israel. He will challenge hundreds of false prophets. He will call down fire from heaven on more than one occasion. This man's ministry is unique. It is public. It is spectacular. It is dramatic. He is called the prophet of fire. But if we're not careful, if we're not careful, that's all we'll see about Elijah's ministry. If we're not careful, all we'll see when we look at this man's ministry is a series of one spectacular public events after another. And all we'll see is Elijah confronting people, the nation, the false prophets. All we'll see is a man who's in the battle, who's in the forefront who's on the battlefield in front of everybody. But that's not all there is to Elijah's ministry. And God doesn't want us to have a distorted view of this man's ministry. In fact, maybe that's why so many people feel like they can't relate to Elijah. Because all they see is just one spectacular event after another. And I say, how can I relate to that guy? God doesn't want us to have a distorted view, as I said, of the man's ministry. He doesn't want us only to see the public confrontations. He also wants us to see the private concealment. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 2 through 8, God takes us behind the scenes and he shows us how he prepared Elijah for his future public battles. For Elijah to have an effective public ministry, he had to be trained by the Lord in private. And that is the beauty to this man's ministry. Many people only see him in the battleground, on the battleground, in the field, in public. But there was tremendous training that took place behind the scenes. And it's important that we examine this training period in the life of this prophet because there are lessons for us to learn from it. Lessons for us to learn from this Old Testament prophet. In fact, every servant of God, no matter whether you or an Old Testament prophet or a New Testament child of God must go through a specific period of private training if he or she is to have an effective public ministry. And many people don't realize this, and that's why we're going to take time to cover this, the private training of Elijah. In fact, that is God's pattern. We can, we can say that 
with authority. That is the pattern of God. When he chooses a man, when he chooses a, a woman to use, which he wants all of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ to be used, he takes that man, he takes that woman, and he gives them private lessons. He tutors us. He puts us in his own unique Bible Institute. Joseph received his private schooling in an Egyptian prison. And that was for the time before he became the public governor of Egypt. But Joseph had to be trained in a pit and in a prison. And then God said, you're ready now to be used by me publicly. And he became governor of Egypt. Moses spent 40 years in a desert before he was ready to lead Israel. Forty years God had to take him in the desert and teach him valuable lessons before he was ready to go back and, and stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Moses was enrolled in the Sinai Bible Institute. David needed years of private training before he was ready to be the king God wanted him to be. God had chosen him to be the king. God had said he's the rightful king, not Saul. But yet David wasn't ready yet to lead. David was a shepherd, but he needed to learn how to respond to the chief shepherd. And so there were years for David to be trained before he became the king and was in the public eye. Even the great apostle Paul spent years in Arabia before a public ministry was opened up to him, given to him. He was enrolled in the Arabian Bible Institute. And the Lord's own disciples were trained by him for three years before they were ready to be indwelt by the Spirit of God and sent out as missionaries and apostles. And that's the, the truth with Elijah. Elijah must spend time away from the public eye and alone with God if he's to carry out an effective ministry. His private training takes place during the three years of drought and famine in Israel. And they take place in two different locations. The first place was by a brook of water known as Kerith, and the second place was in a Phoenician city north of Israel named Zarephath. Now this morning, we want to visit the campus of the Brook Bible Institute, BBI. You want to entitle this message, anything entitled with that. Brook Bible Institute. We want to sit in on a class and observe the initial training, because there's going to be more training after this, the initial training of Elijah as God prepares him for his ministry. And we want to look at the three lessons that the Lord has for him. He had three classes, basically. Uh, seclusion 101, Submission 101, and Sustainment 101, or Sustenance 101. And these three lessons become three lessons that we need to learn. We need to learn these, and you're going to see principles throughout that, that you need to, to learn and incorporate, and I need to learn this and incorporate into, into our lives. Let's look at seclusion, the first lesson in the first class. Seclusion 101. See, this isn't graduate school yet. Zarephath will be graduate school. This is just Bible Institute. He's not at seminary yet. After storming the palace of Ahab and announcing God's judgment to the nation of Israel, the Bible simply says, let's look at verses 2, 3, and 4. Very simple, but we're going we're gonna to deal with this. What's the principle here? And the word of the Lord came to him. 
And it said this, go away from here, turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. Now, we might pass over this and say, well, that's interesting. That's that's something that's historical. That's accurate. That's enlightening. But have you ever stopped to realize what must have gone on in Elijah's mind when he heard this? We aren't told specifically what Elijah thought. But I'll tell you what I would have thought if I were there. I would have said, Lord, you know what you're talking about? I'm your man for this hour. You don't tell me to go away and hide. You, you must have the wrong person. I'm the only one standing for you. I would have said, hide myself. What are you talking about? There's so much work to be done, and there's nobody else to do it. You don't want me to hide, Lord. You must have that, that will for somebody else. You want me to go and preach. In fact, I'm going to set up a preaching tour, and we'll put pressure on Ahab, and he'll take down all the false images. And Lord, this isn't the time to hide. This isn't the time for me to be secluded. This is the time for me to be out in the open with dramatic messages. Israel needs to hear the word. They don't need me to be hidden away by some brook. That's what I would have said, I think. If I wouldn't have said it, I would have thought it. I can tell you that. We aren't told what Elijah said or what he thought. But we are told that God didn't say, Elijah, it's time to work. Elijah, it's time to preach. He just said, hide. That was the command. Hide. Be secluded. And the question that we need to ask is why? Why at such a vital time in Israel's history does God take the man who stands out for him and stands up for him and says, hide, get away from here. Why? I think there are three basic reasons that God told him to hide. Number one, it was for Elijah's own protection. I don't think this is the primary reason. God could have protected him in any way. But I think there's a truth here that this was for Elijah's own protection. This brook was so desolate and located in such a lonely place that even today, with all of our modern scholarship, geographers aren't even sure where this brook was located. We don't even know. It was so desolate, such a lonely spot, that we aren't even sure today. And we know a lot about Old Testament geography and historical uh, things that took place, archaeological facts. And we don't know for sure where this brook was located. But we know it was so far away that not even Ahab, Jezebel's wife, could find him. So the first reason is Elijah is protected by God. Could have done it in a number of ways, but he chose that way. The second reason why Elijah was hid by God and secluded was it was God's judgment on Israel. See, I would have said, Lord, now is the time to speak. But there is a principle in Scripture that God worked in Israel that when he was judging the nation, he many times withheld his voice. Many times he did that because the one person Israel needed most during this drought was Elijah. They needed to hear the word of the Lord. They needed God's voice through this prophet, but God was judging Israel and part of that judgment was he was silent. Amos 8.11 brings out this truth. Amos writes, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine 
of bread or of thirst, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. There are many times in the Old Testament where God just withheld his voice through his prophets because he was judging the nation of Israel. Israel had totally disregarded the word of the Lord and they had followed Baal. Baal, the God of the sun. Baal, the false, pagan, Canaanite, Phoenician God. And they had followed him. And now God was giving Israel just what they had asked for. Silence from him when they needed him most. So the second reason was it was God's judgment on Israel. But I think there was another reason. And I think this is the major reason why God told Elijah to hide at this brook. God wanted Elijah out of the spotlight, completely out of the spotlight, so he could teach him the one lesson that Elijah needed to learn so that he could communicate to his people. And what is that lesson? What is the one lesson Israel needed to, to know and hear? That the Lord God of Israel lives. That the Lord God of Israel lives. God wanted to teach Elijah in a very unique way that he was alive and well and could take care of him. And you say, oh, wait a minute. Elijah knew that. Elijah had his theology right. Elijah announced before Ahab as the Lord God of Israel lives. Why would God take him aside now to teach him that if he knew that? Well, you know, it's one thing to know it theologically. It's another thing to experience it. It's one thing to preach the truth. It's another thing for God to set you aside and say, let me teach you the depth of that truth. Let me teach you the reality of that truth. And that's what was taking place in Elijah's life. Elijah needed to know that God was alive. Think about what life would be like at that brook. I mean, we've got to take ourselves out of the 20th century. And you've got to put yourself in Elijah's place. And you've got to put yourself in the, back in 1 Kings 17. What would that brook be like? No other humans. No social interaction. No newspapers. The Jerusalem Post wasn't flown in daily. Ravens took food in. They didn't take the newspaper. The Tel Aviv Tribune wasn't there. No television. No radio. Nothing but water from a brook and food flown in by ravens to eat. That's it. That's it. And I don't think he was there just a few days. We're not told specifically how long, but it, it must have been considerable length of time because it would, had to be time enough for the brook to dry up. Every day it was the same. No humans, but only God to fellowship with. Don't you think Elijah got to know the Lord? Don't you think that, that what he had proclaimed to Ahab became experiential truth for him? As the Lord God lives, I know he lives. And every time he drank from that brook, and every time the ravens flew in that food, don't you think he was reminded constantly, the God of Israel is alive. He's alive. And every day that Elijah lived was just one more demonstration that the God of Israel lived. Now, some of you may be beside your own brook these days. God has sovereignly placed you there. You're out of the spotlight. You'd like to have a ministry. You'd like to be perhaps teaching somewhere. You'd like to be involved in something that you really feel like you're accomplishing something, but you're not. 
God has taken you aside and, he, and, he, and he's hidden you, so to speak. And he's done it because he wants to communicate to you lessons that he couldn't communicate or wouldn't communicate if you were out in the spotlight. He needs you to sit by your own brook, not necessarily a literal brook. But the but the the brook of seclusion that he has for you and he wants to teach you and he wants to train you. He's got his own unique brook Bible Institute for you to be enrolled at. And it's all part of your training to go through these times of private instruction before you can have an effective public ministry. But you say, wait a minute. I know my theology. I don't need to be trained anymore. Elijah knew his theology, too. He was great on theology. He says, the Lord God of Israel lives. What better theology is that? In a day of apostasy, especially. You say, but I already have boldness. What do I need to be trained? I have courage. Elijah had courage and boldness. So you don't walk up to the palace of Ahab and Jezebel and speak like this without some courage. You say, but look, I've got the right motivation. I've got the right desires. I want God to be glorified in my ministry. Elijah did too. He was willing to, to put his whole reputation on the line for God's glory. But still, God put him aside, put him in seclusion 101, because the Lord wanted him to get to. He wanted Elijah to get to know him deeper and deeper and deeper. These aren't wasted years if you're secluded and maybe you were secluded a while back years ago and, and you need a refresher course. There's no age limit to this. These aren't wasted years. These are secluded years. We live in a busy world and we've got Christians who want to get busy for God. We hear that busy for God and do this and do that. And what they really need is to hide themselves. Let the Lord hide them in his own time, in his own place. Hide for a while. Let the Lord instruct them. Now, we're not saying there isn't a time where you serve the Lord. We're not we're not saying that that we're not to be involved in in service. But if you're secluded, it's for a reason. I thank God for the years I spent in the background. There were years of learning who God was. Years of learning that I could depend upon him to care for me. Years of, of him sustaining me and letting me know that he could be trusted. Years of understanding and learning that his word, even in the smallest details, could be depended upon. And it was trustworthy. Valuable years. Years of obscurity, but they were valuable because I couldn't have handled the work and the pressures of the ministry if I hadn't had those years. And I've since learned that my experience wasn't unique amongst pastors. And this isn't just the message for pastors or men preparing for the ministry. We are all involved in the ministry. But I have learned that it is not a unique experience that I have had. Alexander McLaren, who I think was one of the finest Preachers of the 1800s, a Scotsman, he said this to a group of young ministers. He said, I thank God that I was stuck down in a quiet, little, obscure place to begin my ministry, for that is what spoils half of you young fellows. You get pitchforked into prominent positions at once and then fritter, yourse fritter yourselves away in all manner of little engagements that you call duties. Instead of stopping at home and reading your Bibles, I guess that's where they study their Bibles and have many offices then you read your Bibles and, and getting near to God I thank God he said for the early years of struggle and obscurity 
God wants us to be with him before we go out to work for him. We are often in such a big hurry to get busy for God that we forget about him. We are doing so many good things, even important things, but we lose sight of the main thing, knowing God. God put Elijah in an obscure place for an extended period of time so that he wouldn't have any distractions. The brook is where Elijah learned to depend on God alone. This allowed him to accomplish so much for the Lord later on. I pray that this study has been a blessing and a help to you. We would love to be able to help you further. If you have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, call us at 727-239-0306. There are quite a few resources on our website, versebyverseradio, all one word, dot O-R-G. We would love to have you as a partner in this ministry. The most important thing you can do to help us is pray for us. You can invite your friends and family to listen. You can also give financially through a one-time gift or regular monthly support. Giving is easy to do online at our website, versebyverseradio.org, over the phone, or by regular mail. Our mailing address is Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Once again, thanks for spending time with us around God's Word today. For Pastor Steve, this is Jerry Pruden inviting you to join us next time here on Verse by Verse. Faith Talk, Five Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.